and and you know that by the size of the thing that you should go and get an antibiotic shot to, as a protective. That's that's the problem because only, out of all the tick bites, only about three out of a hundred get Lyme disease. So uh, you don't know if you're going to get it in the first place, but of course you'd rather not get it. And, and doxycycline is just a, a form of tetracycline, and actually it is used for for pimples. Oh, there um, you go. But uh, it it's very safe, um, easy to take. It's just pills twice a day. So, uh, so okay, head it off. So they're saying if you get bitten, any any tick bite he's suggesting sure. or should only be uh, deer ticks, which are which are you're right, are really tiny. They're about the size of a poppy seed. You almost don't see them most of the time. Yeah. So if you get a deer tick bite, you'll know it's a deer tick. If you find it, you should get a shot. Now this leads me to something else, Doc B. There's been a lot of talk about the over antibiotic king of society today that that when we actually need it we use antibiotics so readily all the time that now they're not having as much of an effect yeah that's that's going to be a big problem with this because i've for years have had people everyone who who has a tick walking on their body ask for antibiotics so that they don't get lyme disease so that a lot of people are getting them right now even though they probably don't need them uh, and, and if only three out of 100 people are going to get Lyme disease, it means y you're going to uh, give antibiotics to 97 people who are never going to get Lyme disease in the first place. So you're going to start to see resistance to the doxycycline, and five, ten years from now, that may be a big problem. Some people are, are very panicky. A lot of people are very panicky about ticks. Like, in my I house... I don't use antibiotics so ever. Yeah. Unless, you know, I'm at the doctor's office and that's what they have. I never buy it. Yeah, in my house, and I can see in dark sides, we're matter of fact about ticks. I mean, you know, we don't tuck our socks, pants in our socks and cover our kids in bed sheets when they go out. They go out and we check them. And, you know, if we see, I mean, if you see, if you find a deer tick or something, it's something to watch. But uh, we don't get all panicky, but I'm sure you deal with people who are just like, are crazed about this this issue? Oh, constantly. I, I always have people bringing ticks into me <laughs> in little bottles and little in little jars to to ask whether they're deer ticks. Yeah, constantly. And are they? Um, almost never. <laughs> it's really rare. I yeah, mean, most of them, they're they're out there. They're just so small. They're real hard to find. So most of the ticks people bring in are the dog ticks, which don't carry Lyme disease. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I mean, what's your feeling about this overall? I mean, you think that's something that. I mean, with this new knowledge, you think people should not get all crazy about it and come even running in for more antibiotics, or it definitely should, it's worth uh, coming in? I think if, if you have a definite tick bite and it's a definite deer tick, I think it would be reasonable to take antibiotics. But I think if it's, if it's a dog tick, then I wouldn't take antibiotics, and I think if it's tick, a tick just walking around you, I don't think you need antibiotics. Yeah, if they're walking on you, just flick them off. By the way, Darkseid's got this big tattoo now, right? He won't get a flu shot, Doc B. <laughs> and he's got a tattoo that must have taken how many hours are they working on that arm? Eh, about an hour and a half. Hour and a half. And he passes out when I, when mm -hmm. I talk about flu shots. <laughs> I know, it's unbelievable. Doc B, everybody, always a pleasure. Look forward to your next guest appearance on Nick Lentino, OBGYN. <laughs> Doctor, heal thyself. Okay. State police say a 26-year-old man was hit and killed by a train last night as he rode his motorcycle on or near the tracks in Clinton. Train engineers say they were unable to stop the train in time. His identity not yet released pending notification of his family. On or near? The tracks. That's a hell of a ride. Don't if it was on the tracks. When you get your bike. Yes, I won't be doing that. I'll stay away from the railroad tracks. Young Americans have an unrealistic view of marriage. Researchers say nearly all of the never-married respondents to a survey say they expect to marry 
They're soulmates. One of the authors says that's worrisome because the standard becomes so high that it's easy to, quote, bail out. <clears throat> all right. How, what percentage expect to marry their Nearly soulmates? Nearly all. Well, what's, did they ask them what their definition of a soulmate is? I don't, I don't have that. I guess. I'm, I'm, well, you guys are semi-single. <laughs> are you expecting to marry your soulmate? Do you think you found your soulmate, Ms. Lockwood? Uh, I mean, I think, I was just talking about this with my roommate the other day. You know, sort of that, that idea that there's only one person out there is I don't know, kind of an uncomfortable idea. Like, stupid if idea. That person, something happens to that person, you'll never be happy again, or that's the only person in the world that would ever fit that role. It's crap. It's bull. It's, it, there is a million people who are right for you out there. It's a matter of circumstance and your situation that mm -hmm. you find them. I mean, come on. What are the odds if, the fact, if it was reality that your soulmate is the person you marry? What are the odds that that one person in the world lives mm -hmm. in, your, in your world, in your area, goes to school where you go to school? There's no shot. And that's like saying if you had never met Suzette, that you would never have found someone who would make you happy. Well, she's my soulmate, actually. But <laughs> no, I mean, it, no, I, I honestly, I've always felt that it's a matter of circumstance. And there are a number of people who would mm -hmm. be, you, you could, you know, you could marry and be happy with. You're fortunate to find one of those people. Right. That's, you know, when I say there's a number, I don't mean that you could just walk up to anybody right. and everybody would be right for you. But it's a small, time, much smaller I'm surprised. number than that, but yeah. I, thought, I thought you young people were smarter than that. Obviously, Beth is. Nick. Yeah. Miss, Miss Wright. Yeah. Is she going to be your soulmate? Do you think you, there's one person out there who's right for you? No. Okay, good. I mean, besides my mom. <laughs> so you think there are no people? Um. Oh, oh! No, I I've been lucky. I've been with um some women that I've dated early on. I mean, I granted, I'm still I'm getting toward my late twenties, I guess. But I've dated some women who have been pretty cool enough to put up with me i mean they all had certain aspects that i've liked about them see that's the thing i really don't like anybody that much that i could say oh yeah you're my you're my soulmate i mean so your mother is the standard by which you judge all potential suitors oh no 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 because it's a much different relationship i don't i Thank wouldn't God. i wouldn't want i would no 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 i wouldn't want to marry someone like I should you know I gotta say this in the most respectful way like my mother because she's my mother you know I want to marry somebody who's I don't know who just kind of strikes me the right way they gotta they gotta knock me down a bit I can't just date somebody or uh, uh, much less marry somebody who is just gonna be regular and normal you know you know yeah. it's just so sad because Someone like yourself, so desperately looking when the person is right at hand. I know. This is where he dies! He's right there looking yeah. at oh you. Day God, I can't even day look out. at him now. Do you know what he's going through? <laughs> Do you know what?
what he's feeling. Oh. They ignore it as you just, you know. Oh. That's not right. It hurts. That is gross. It hurts. Come on, I'll say it for you, yeah, Sean. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of marriages breaking down, the saga continues with Rudy Giuliani and his soon-to-be ex-wife, Donna Hanover. Revealed, oh my God, this is outrageous what's going on down in New York. Revealed in court is that, as far as cash goes anyway, the mayor is Poe. He only has $7,000 cash at his disposal. Oh, that's all? <clears throat> well, he He's does, the mayor of New York. He's the mayor of New York. poor. Well, he makes 195 Walk a mile in my shoes, man. Yeah. He makes $195,000 a year as mayor, lives rent-free, and has use of a city car. So you'd think that he had to have a little more ready, available cash. Now, he does have some holdings, uh, but, of course, they're trying to... It's in his best interest, I think, at this point, not to have a lot of cash. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm not saying that I have any personal experience in this field, but if one did want to hide money there are ways sure. of diverting funds and draining accounts and uh making things look worse than they are and they are done every day by guys going through divorces or bankruptcies uh and uh you know and some you know so i don't buy it yeah. for a hot second I mean, what a surprise he yeah. has no money divorce doesn't get much uglier than this one and you can bet that he doesn't want to give her anything he doesn't have to give her my wife's and dad and mom were, were divorced, and he had all he owned these businesses and his properties, and he went into the courts, and he said he was broke, and he showed on paper he was broke. Mm -hmm. And my wife's mom, and she rested peace, was going, "Oh, what about you got three businesses?" And they, oh, well, we're in the red. We haven't mm -hmm. turned the profit. And blah, blah blah. They bring out the books, and you know, it's all crap. You can cook the books. Crap. Yep. Seven thousand dollars, dark side. What you could do with seven thousand dollars, huh? <laughs> Ooh, just think of it. New wardrobe. How many joints? <laughs> How many pairs of culottes? How much Bucks merchandise <laughs> could you buy with 7,000 large? <laughs> Look at that sweet so mouse pad. That is so gay. The Bucks mouse pad. Has got, that is gay. I like that it's got the, it's got the hash marks with a field on it. Oh. I was going to save it until season started, but I had to break it. Oh, how could you resist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a new survey from a woman's magazine says female bosses are the hardest taskmasters. Oh, excuse me. What? Michelle, if you're listening, what I just said about guys hiding their money, Darkseid's not kidding. He's broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's hiding nothing. And that he's a really good actor. <laughs> what he's got is on the dresser at home. <laughs> take my change, crumpled, yeah. crumpled up. Crumpled up. Crumpled up ones. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so this survey says women are the hardest taskmasters, but the heavy workloads are ruining their sex lives. Research says 85% of working women think females are becoming more ruthless and more aggressive at work, and 73% say women are by far the most demanding bosses. Downside is that one in five of these hardworking women say they're too tired for sex. God, I love that my wife isn't working. <laughs> Yes, I do. Hello, Ward. Yes, I do. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm fortunate in that regard. Um, so that doesn't become an issue. That's really cool. 
sorry. I'm just appreciating. Good for me. I'm appreciating. You know, I'm kind of I'm bummed a little bit, though. Totally different subject, but made me think about it. Because, you know, Suzette is, uh, she graduated from the Fashion Institute mm-hmm. of Technology. She's uh, in top of her class. She's also a licensed cosmetician, a makeup artist, very talented and artistic person. And as a choice... Decide, has decided to stay home with the kid. Now, mind you, you know, people say, well, that's easy, you're a rock star. When we had Jesse, we were living in a studio apartment and I was touring the world and she was taking care of the, mm. taking care of the boy. You know, we didn't have a pot to piss in. And then, yeah, I started doing really well and that was great. And then in the 90s, I crashed and burned and things were really, really bad. And she went and did some piece work here and there, you know, um, some makeup jobs to pick up some extra cash. But we toughed it out because that was, we felt it was important to have someone home. Especially when you consider that I would be traveling mm-hmm. for, for weeks and months on end. There had to be some stability. And now things are better again and... She stays home. You know, now it's not an issue where she, we have any financial concerns to play in there. But the other day she was telling me that she was bummed out that um, the kids, someone referred, one of the kids said she was a housewife. Mm. And she said that really bothered her that she was, thought she was a housewife. And I said, I can't believe that that is upsetting you. That's just so much honor in what you do. It is the toughest job there is. It's the most important job that anybody could ever have. Somehow that term, housewife, has taken on a negative connotation. That's why I think they say stay-at-home mom now. Yeah, I said, well, let's say stay-at-home mom. I said, she goes, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. She said, I hate the fact that my kids see me as that. I said, why? You know, they're not ashamed of you. You shouldn't be ashamed. And and I I was kind of surprised and kind of bummed that she's feeling like, uh, embarrassed by that. I can you know? understand that, though. I really can. I think that there is but so much... But there, But the way society is structured, there's a lot of importance placed on what you do for a living. Yeah, What's the one of the first three things you ask someone when you meet a person? So what do you do? Okay, but that said, what is left after all said and done I, I but agree. the children that you bring into this world? Everything else is crap, unless you write like a hit single or something like that. I, I, but everything else is crap. I agree. You work your entire life for nothing, to die, and the real legacy is the kids. But it doesn't change perceptions of a lot of people out there. I, Unfortunately, I was, right. I mean, she was being honest, but I was really, because that's pretty together, and I was really, I thought if anybody, she would... She would, you know, be there going right on. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Housewife. Gotta love it. Take a look at my kids. Take a look at my home. You know what? I, I work more hours than any man besides Nick mm-hmm. works. <laughs> All right. Giving credit to Nick for his mad hours here. But that's partially because he's half out of it. Okay. But, you know. Anyway, but I was really, I felt, I felt bummed that she felt that way. I think this is a struggle for a lot of women. And yet she's done things. Yeah, I mean, right. she's got platinum album awarded to her for, for all the work she's done with, with my band. And she's worked with other bands. She's done television shows, you know, uh, makeup and stuff like that. So I, I would figure she's done some things. She's, uh, you know, but she's a little bummed by that. Mm-hmm. Well, and another note of this little survey, eight out of 10 working women think that a little bit of flirting at work is good for their health and confidence. And a full 91% of male colleagues Say, if a boss or client made a pass at them, they'd feel flattered and laugh it off. (laughs) (laughs) 91% of women felt flirting was good. 8 out of 10 women. So 80% of women thought little flirting at work was okay. And over 90% of men think that somebody made a little pass at them, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, 
at yeah, work. Guys don't care. Yeah, all, yeah. all that sexual harassment stuff doesn't apply to us guys. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> exactly. Bring it on. We could care less, ladies. Just start hitting on us. We love it. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Some one of the other uh, uh, shall remain nameless. And one of the other stations said something very suggestive to me, and um, very suggestive to me. Really? And, uh, yeah. And then and then like I laughed, and they said, "No, really." It had to do Hello. with had to do with. A little bit of spanking and stuff, you know, and uh, hmm? and uh, I can't believe somebody would approach you and say something. Oh yeah, like if that. you knew who it was, you'd be you'd be really over. Uh, you'd really stunned too. Not somebody I would expect. Maybe so, but I don't know. But anyways, I guess I wouldn't expect that of anybody. No, not Paula. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course not. But that would be outrageous. That'd be outrageous. But no, and uh, but anyway, but anyway, but I was like, uh, thanks, but no thanks, mm-hmm. and um, but it felt pretty damn good. Hmm. I don't mind. You ladies get all upset about that stuff. When you want it, won't. <laughs> <laughs> but I can understand. It's, it's just, guys are just... Yeah, I mean, if somebody who works in this building came up and said, let's get together so I can spank you, I think I'd be like, hey, Paula, <laughs> got a little issue. For the most part, women Joe are a little Smith, different. Yeah. Even if they can get as bold as that, if they, you know, I mean, well, they make the joke and then take the shot and go, seriously, you know, and you go like, thanks, but no thanks, you, you're done. Mm-hmm. Guys, we don't let up. We're unrelenting. You know, we just keep coming after you. We keep coming after you. So you got to shut us down. <clears throat> Another interesting survey asking men, what are the most embarrassing things with, that you have to discuss with your doctor? Coming out on top. Oh, please. Okay, go ahead. I guess. <laughs> Coming out on 10? Uh, on top? I've got three things. Balls, shaft, rectum. <laughs> no. Good call. <laughs> Will they be on your list, Dark Side? In that order. <laughs> These are more sort of disorders. Oh, Nick, what about you? <laughs> oh, Nothing embarrasses no. Nick. Yeah. I've, well, I've had a lot of anal stuff going on with that bottle and Doc P. And, you know, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, go ahead. What do you right. got? The uh, third thing is actually <laughs> smelly feet, interestingly enough. <laughs> if your feet stink. Well, that's that's up there. Look at Dark Side. He's reluctant to go to the doctor. I thought Doc P was going to take a look at that. Yeah, I just uh, I have to give him a call afterwards and, and make the appointment. What are you waiting for? I don't know. Wait, wait, what are you waiting for? To hand them your toes in a manila envelope? <laughs> I know. Here they are. I know they're going to have to put the old needles in the toes and stuff to start scraping them and stuff. And I'm not looking forward to the pain. Uh, like a local anesthetic? Yeah, because yeah, well, chances are on both of the big toes are going to have to take the nail right off. Well, what about amputation? Is that bad? Oh, yeah. Well, it's only going to get worse. you got to get in there. Oh, you want to see the left one? It's, no. Yeah, it's awesome. <gasps> You're gross. It's gonna get, could get gangrenous. You could lose the foot. How does that even happen? You didn't have any original injury. No, I don't know what it is. Oh. I have no idea. Oh, don't wait, man. Something I picked don't up wait. Along and you the know, way. my buddy of mine who's a podiatrist, I asked him why feet. Mm-hmm. I said that's that's a pretty gross place, and I think I told you this, but he said he liked feet because people could come in in pain and leave. It's, it's so effective and leave feeling better immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. He wanted something where people came and they had relief. And, you know, and so I think they can help you. And it's not that ugly. 
Yeah, they may even have a drive-through. <laughs> yeah, just stick your feet up. <laughs> so, uh, right up, right above smelly feet is bladder problems. Men don't like to discuss bladder problems I'm with a doctor. With balls and shaft. <laughs> And then coming in at number one, I suppose encompassing everything you discussed is sexual problems. Sexual problems? Like dysfunctional Dysfunction. I can see where that would be uncomfortable to talk about. But I mean, I think, but but that's, what about just like pain in the balls? Well, I think that that probably counts. Are you having that? Like... Been right Today I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> it's a tumor. Can we get no, traffic? don't say something so horrible. We have time for traffic yeah. here, Psycho. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Acme Auto. Visit any Acme Auto stores for great savings. We'll start off in Waterbury, 84 East. It's a little heavy between exits 18 and 22, 84 West. On the other side, rounding the bend is slow, passing exits 22 and 21, Mr. leading up Kobe to Route Pants. 8. Up in the Hartford area, traveling on 84 East, it's going to be slow. From exit 39A, where we had a minor crash, that's in Farmington, but that's not causing a delay. Up to about exit 43, 84 West in Hartford is going to be slow. From exit 56, leading up to the Bulkley Bridge, 91 South, slow going from exit 38, now into town. 91 North, a little heavy, coming out of Weathersfield, but not too bad. Traveling on Route 2 is going to be slow from exit 8 all the way up to the flyover. New Haven, 91 South is slow, down by exit 3 due to the lane shift. 95 South, just a little bit slow from exit 54 leading up to the Q Bridge. Traveling on Route 8, both sides look good down to the 84 interchange. At 816, Kobe Pants. I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. An Ohio woman who continually called 911 for help with her pregnant dog is now facing criminal charges. Misty McHale continually called because she thought her pet Foxy was having difficulty during labor. Operators told her police and paramedics do not respond to calls about animals, so they say at one point, Misty McHale called 911 claiming her 11-year-old son was having a seizure. Then when officers arrived, she tried to get them help her do- to help her dog birth the puppies. Now she is charged with making a false call to 911 and could face jail time or a pretty hefty fine. You know, people, I can understand her frustration now. I mean... Animals giving birth is really no different than a human being giving birth in the actual execution. And I remember pulling a baby cat out of my out of my cat going, This is disgusting. Like, first of all, I'm not certified or anything. Do you have gloves on at least? I don't know what I had, but I mean it was it was hanging out and it couldn't get it out of there and, and and my wife's like oh my god oh my god i'm like do something i'm like oh great and i gotta go over there and grab it and i'm saying this is just but why would you have to get involved they don't usually have human help it was like breach or something mm. like that they don't but then there was others in there and the cat was they work it out so i can, I can understand they work it out they die yeah. too okay and my kids are watching, and you know, it's supposed to, it was supposed to be a beautiful moment. It's turning into this disgusting thing. So, I, I can understand. I wouldn't mind pick up a phone and calling the cops, say, Somebody help me here. I need yeah, well, why wouldn't you call a vet, though? It's happening then and now, man. You know, she didn't think the vet could get there in time. I yeah, guess. I mean, the vet would probably say it's gonna be all right. The vet would say, Get something and gently 
pull the, you know, I mean, by the time you get the cat with the baby hanging out of its <laughs> privates and all that stuff down to the doctor and the other cats and the babies that were already born, it's a mess. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't know, I feel for that woman. Well, if you are a KISS fan who thinks you have every piece of memorabilia there is to get, they're not done. <clears throat> no, I'm sure they aren't. The KISS casket with a K is soon to be offered at kissonline.com. This is actually true. This is true. Yes. It will have a laminated photo mural of the entire band as well as the KISS logo with KISS Forever printed on the side of the casket. It was a beautiful product, and we should be proud of it. Jeez. Kiss is proud of it. Gene Simmons calls it the ultimate Kiss collectible. It will born into Kiss. It will die into Kiss. And says he loves living, but this makes the alternative look pretty good. He's a man, man. Yeah, he is. He is. Kiss has licensed 2,500 different products so far, including Kiss Girls Intimate Leather Apparel, Kiss Cola, and a Kiss Army doormat. <laughs> I would like to see a Gene Simmons hairpiece doormat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I spoke, had a guy, uh, my one big show in Sweden, when I wrote was or was using, was a road crew guy for skid row mm -hmm. while they were on tour with kiss so he was out there on the tour with them that you know show after show after show he told me that they are running this thing into the ground Kiss, these you know because they just keep going around it never ends and he says and a lot of these halls are like half filled now oh, really they're curtaining off sections they're giving away tickets why don't they stop I think uh, Gene said it as well when he was uh, called to the show and said, if some there's a kid with $50 in his pocket, he'll have a kiss performance <laughs> to remember. <laughs> it will be in Bristol High any day now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he said it's really that, hmm. that bad out there. And he thinks, he thinks that they are getting ready to basically menudo this band. Bring in new members? Yep. He thinks that they're starting to think they've replaced the drummer. They're going to start to have get other people to play the parts. Well, who's the one, Ace Freely? Yeah, he looks like he's about a hundred under that makeup. It's so bad. And he's completely wasted. Well, they've there's been uh, times where they've had their uh, their road manager, who used to play with a band called Black and Blue, and was in a cover band called Cold Gin. It was a Kiss cover band where he had Ace's makeup hmm. and costumes on, ready to hit the stage. Wow. So uh, it's, it's, just, it's just really a matter of time. They're never going to go away, <laughs> for the love of God. Well, they were the darlings of the soap opera world in the early 80s and have survived many tragedies, but now it looks like they're over. In an episode that will air on Monday, Luke and Laura will end their 20-year marriage on General Hospital. They get a divorce? A couple tied the knot before 30 million viewers. I was one. I was one of the most... The biggest, most watched episodes of television ever, right? Highest rated daytime event in television history back in 1981. They're getting divorced. Are you bombed? No. I did watch the wedding. I watched General Hospital occasionally. I was more of a Days fan, Days of Our Lives. But I did see the wedding. They should bury those two in a kiss coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Matching kiss coffins. Hmm. 
And finally, right now, a poll has been taken surveying readers of Hot Dog Magazine. I don't know, what. maybe it's a skiing magazine. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Asking them, which Bond girl was the sexiest ever? I have the top three. Okay. <clears throat> you want me to guess? Sure. There were so many Bond girls, I can't even remember them all. I mean, and I saw a lot of them. I don't know their names. Mm-hmm. I mean, awesome. how many different episodes of James Bond uh, films have there been? Twelve? It's got to be more than that. Yeah, so who do, they, who do they say? Well, a really good showing for number three is Denise Richards, who was in The World Is Not Enough. Oh, that is completely unjust. Mm-hmm. Mm. I didn't see that one. It was such a stupid character, too. She was like Cynthia Dr. Christmas or something like that, wearing hot pants <laughs> and working on like nuclear fission. It was like insane. Coming in second was Barbara Bach, who played Major Anya Amasova in The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Was that she was married good. to Ringo, Ringo Starr? Star. Yeah. Ringo Starr. Mm. And number one, sexiest Bond girl ever. You may remember her best coming out of the ocean wearing a white bikini and Dr. No was Ursula Andress. Mm. Nice beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. Well chosen. Well chosen. Voted mm. so the best Bond movie ever was Goldfinger. Best villain was Jaws, who was in The Spy Who Loved Me and also Moonraker with the big set of metal teeth. Remember him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, oh, he's, he's legendary. Yeah. The big metal teeth. Baseball yesterday, Red Sox. <laughs> he was in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> he was? Yeah. yeah. And with the teeth? Before he died, now. He, had, he died? Actually, that guy died, I think. The guy who played Jaws. That's, I think we talked about it, actually. Yeah, in Happy Gilmore, he was like, literally, you could see him leaning on people mm-hmm. to hold them up during scenes, because they, they, have, they have problems, those giants. Right. Baseball, Red Sox, 4-2 over Florida. Montreal beat the Yankees 2-1 yeah. with a really questionable, probably home run, or foul oh, ball, home Oh, I mean, run. probably. It was a foul. Yeah. And even after they checked it, they called it fair. I don't know how they could do that. It was clear as a bell. Did you see that, Nick? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it was, you know... I mean, I could see him making a mistake. It was one of those things that just was, did it go to the left of the pole or the yeah. right of the pole? And they called it fair, said it was a home run, and home run, and Knobloch was out there squinting like a madman. Oh, and he came in and yeah. said, wait a minute. And the fans were all at the stands. You see fans going, it's on, it's on the other side of the pole. And Knobloch goes, that was on the, it was on the foul side. Right. They go, they check the videotape, and they called it fair. And you look at the videotape, and it's foul. Yeah, we'll see. That's the problem. They make the call, but they can't. You know, sometimes they'll ask another ump, but they're not going to reverse the call because of the jumbotron. And then you got fifty thousand screaming fans who's just seen the tape of it. Okay, so you can't. They can't reverse that. No, I mean sometimes they'll have a conference with the umps and bring them in, and if somebody saw it actually go fair, you know, then they'll then they could reverse the call. But the umpire that's closest, it's usually mm-hmm. his call, and everybody else is out of position where they can't see if it's fair or foul. Okay, also oh, so they don't use videotape. No, they oh, can't, oh, and oh. it'd be easy to look at the jumbotron. Just I mean, all the fans Turn are around. seeing exactly. You <laughs> can see that it's fair or foul. Whatever it might be. Oh, so they don't look at. I thought no, they, they can't. Tape. They can't use that. Oh, that's got to hurt. And the Mets beat Baltimore ten three. Some sun today in the mid eighties to near ninety tonight. Cloudy in the sixties, and for tomorrow again, partly sunny and really warm back into the upper eighties. Sixty five at eight twenty seven. Very, very exciting, exciting things happening. Next up, we're going to play. Who's going to snap first? 
Not who's going to die first. We did that already. <laughs> We've done who's going to die first, who's going to get, uh, what, what else? We Heart have? attack. Heart epidemic. attack. Cancer. We have that one on there? We didn't play that one yet. Impotent. Yeah, Impotent we first. Yeah. We've done a whole bunch of them. Well, now we got who's going to snap first. And I think we should open this up a little bit. Yeah. And maybe uh, bring in our resident snap expert, Psycho Dan. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get him into the mix. But then again, then again, Sean, he's the quiet one. No, I mean, you guys pick on time. him endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mudbone's here. I, he doesn't strike me he's the kind mellow. of guy going to snap in no, any no. circumstance. Nah. I mean, it's just like, you got into control. My I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you're incapable of going off. I mean, anybody is, but it wouldn't be a snap. I think it would be more of a, a decision. Yeah, decision. <laughs> I guess they're going to have to pull out the knee. You know, one of those kind of things. And then, you know, start firing away. But it's, it's sort of a calm, rational, thought-out thing. Snapping is just like loosening it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right? I think we've got some pretty good players in the room. So we're going to get into that when we return. I also have... Huge reaction on a death penalty. I'm not going to read them all, but I will mm -hmm. acknowledge a number of them. Just sort of get a feel for, for what people are thinking. Our conversation yesterday, Beth, if you remember. We, I do. We, uh, we're, we're both supporters of the death penalty. I'm just well, more extreme. And you're, I mean, I wouldn't you're go having, so far as to say I am. You're confused at this point about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not hard against it yet, but you don't know if you're for it anymore. Is that mm -hmm. fair to say? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but we'll get into that as well. And uh, what about the song parody? Are you going to play that too? Yeah. Oh, great. We got another entry into the D. Snyder Radio song parody contest. We're going to play that. So life is good on D. Snyder Radio. Do stick around. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. He needs controversy to keep him famous because of his unfortunate dearth of talent. Shut your mouth. D. Snyder Radio. It's always nice to meet a fan. On Radio 104. Back to D. Snyder Radio. 666 4444. On Radio 104. So much to do, so much to say. D. Snyder Radio. Just made that up. Hey, I got a song parody. Someone should write, should do uh, a parody about you, Dark Side, to the tune of They Do Run Run. They do the do-rag-rag. Rag. <laughs> <laughs> he wore it on a Monday, said he just washed it. The do-rag-rag-rag, rag, rag, the do-rag-rag. Rag. I don't believe him because it smells like, hello! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> okay, 8.30. Uh, tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, ask D. Snyder Radio. Always some good questions, and I've got a good one for Nick. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got a weird smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I got to remember to give it to Sean and put it in the pile. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the Ask D Snyder radios kind of come within a letter, which you guys don't see. Yeah. So it'll be like a long letter, and then down at the bottom, because you guys will sort of read the beginning of it and say, oh, this is about mm -hmm. Tim McVeigh. But maybe at the bottom they'll say, oh, by the way, I was wondering... And yeah. then the last question, and I'll find the question. Yeah, I and I think this one. one could lead to an interesting follow-up. <laughs> so uh, I will uh, get that as as well. So that's tomorrow. Ask these on radio. And Jason Bonham is calling in on Friday. Yeah, 
What is it? Rocks old I rock know. star night day on news Friday. To me too. Oh, he's not that old, dude. Well, he's not as old as me. Mm. I mean, I remember signing a twisted sister picture for him when he was like thirteen or fourteen. But he's an eighties guy. So Cece Deville's in the studio. Oh, by the way, that's been moved up to eight o'clock now. <laughs> yes. not, yeah, I guess Sean talked to him yesterday in reality. He won't be set, making the whole him. morning. <laughs> when I talked to Cece yesterday, he goes, well, "What time did I say I was going to be?" And I go, six o'clock." He goes, "Oh, that's too early for me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't expect him anyway. And then Jason Bonham's calling in. Yes. And enough's enough is coming in. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I may have to break out the spandex for this. <laughs> we, should, we should all dress 80s. Yeah. It's 80s day. On the side of radio. Come big bouffant hair. We should all dress as we were dressed in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, I'll yeah. wear my uniform skirt. So, so you wear the same stuff you're yeah. wearing now. I say I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, let's see. Well, all right. We've got a contest going on. It's the D-Sider Radio Song Parody Contest. People are writing song parodies about D-Snyder Radio and taking a shot at winning a brand new killer Sea-Doo GTS. This thing is badass, okay? This is a three-seater. You can tow a skier behind this thing. It's so powerful. 718cc engine. This is a party on a trailer. <laughs> 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 and the winner will be pulling this thing away from D-Day on June 29th. So we've been asking you to send your song parodies, take a famous song, change the words around, re-record it, and send it to us at D. Snyder Radio, 10 Columbus Boulevard, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106 by Friday, June 22nd. That's next Friday. That's the deadline, people. Get them in here. We've got three runner-ups as well. We've got brand new DVD players. Okay, this is great. And the choice, you know, we're going to pick it based on creativity, originality. Did it make us laugh? Of course, we've got to be able to hear what's on there. I mean, some people have sent some tapes that are pretty phew, unlistenable, unfortunately. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, because we know you put the effort mm -hmm. into it and the time. And I know you, a lot of people don't have the facilities to do it up. But karaoke tapes are everywhere. Doesn't have to be that good. So be a little careful with that when you go through all that trouble. Listen back. And make sure that it's understandable. And not just to you, because you know the words. <laughs> okay? But to us as well. So we have a, a, another sample. These are not guaranteed winners. These are just some of the ones that we've been playing that come in. They've been pretty damn good. Here's a new one for you. Uh, what song is this a parody of? Linkin Park, uh, Crawling. Crawling by Linkin Park. Yep. And who did this one? My page is Aaron, Aaron Rose. Aaron Rose, okay. Calls it the D. Snyder Radio Anthem. Let's check it out. Control my long commute 
This sickness is a hero sticker locations all over the state. I stop every time that I can. So many stickers on my car. I can't go Traffic jam up The longer The better I used to listen at work But they locked the internet up So screw the FCC I'm such a rabbit fan My boss don't understand The sticker locations all over the state I stop every time that I can I got so many on my car It won't go far Fabulous. He's praying for traffic jams. I <laughs> 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 say he's got a bad habit. That's no kidding. And speaking of traffic jams, psycho. That, by the way, that's perfect example of what we're looking for. Get them in, people. June 22nd. All the details and a picture of the Sea-Doo GTS personal watercraft online at Radio104.com. Psycho Dan, get this guy a traffic jam, mm-hmm. will you? All right, we're going to play Who's Going to Snap first in just a minute, but we've got some... A lot of reactions, things we're talking about, particularly the death penalty and the subject of that guy being killed the other day for for his terrorist act. And I, I don't want to open this wide again because this is going to be the end of it, but I do want to acknowledge so many people wrote letters, took the time to, you know, expound on their thoughts and their feelings in, in mostly in highly intelligent ways. Mm-hmm. So I want to just acknowledge that and also see the general feel of things. First of all, the Cube... Wrote a pretty philosophical uh, letter, really just sort of exploring. It's really well said. I'm not going to get into it on the air because it really opens things up. But it even goes not even it goes into the pros and cons and mm-hmm. just about the country in general and everything like that. Um, Brian in favor of more brutal punishments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris is uh, thinking about other atrocities that are going on around the world and you know how we live with those things like dropping the bomb on Japan and things like that. Uh, um, let's see the vampy goddess and Waterbury. Not, well, I don't want to get what? into it, but yeah, no, that opens it all. He's just saying, you know, well, I mean, what would have happened if we hadn't? Obviously, well, jeez, I mean, nobody wanted to well, drop a, a few bomb. People, if we hadn't done that, I mean, the ramifications of what would have happened. Yeah, well, with actually, the war Chris, continuing. Chris thought the war was over when those bombs were but dropped. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> over. It wasn't. And also, but then, as you know. When is collateral damage acceptable, and whose opinion of what's just and not mm-hmm. just? You know, it gets, I mean, you can really get philosophical mm-hmm. on this. Um, 
Vampy Gordis in Waterbury thinks uh, this is tougher on crime, on crime, and she can't wait to see me on stage Friday night at the big oh, slam, great. Yeah, I can't glam, slam, 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 metal jam. jam. Uh, let's see. Um, this guy who wants to remain nameless says maybe some of these people who think that the death penalty should be humane should take the time to read the following book, Pee Wee Gaskins Final Truth, the autobiography of serial killer Pee Wee Gaskins. I've never heard of it. Nope. And they might, then they can rethink the words of humanity and the death penalty. Uh, Cliff from Monroe says, I'm in favor of the death penalty, especially in cases as McVeigh's. Epicurus Sage says there is nothing noble or just in killing. The killing of McVeigh may have been lawful, but it was not ethic, moral, or just. I don't recall on the Ten, uh, I don't recall on the ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments, saying, Thou shalt not kill unless you are in the majority and have the power of the government behind you. Patricia says, I must say that I'm surprisingly in agreement with Beth. Surprisingly? Like, I always say such outrageous uh, She says she usually finds your point of view a little too liberal for her taste. You're kidding. Yeah. Well, you tend to be a little more, yeah. You tend to be a little more liberal. She's more conservative. You're a moderate. Yeah, I would never call myself a liberal. Yeah, I think you're a moderate. I suppose people don't hear the whole show. Well, conservatives think moderates are liberals. Mm -hmm. Conservatives think everybody's liberal except them. I'll just say I'll just say two things about really one thing, but encompassing a couple of different things about the death penalty. Um, I think people who really strongly believe in it should say they believe in it for the reasons they actually do, because you can't hang your hat on saying it's cheaper because it's not and that's never been proven out as opposed to life in prison that hasn't been proven out oh no way it's way cheaper to incarcerate somebody than to go through the legal process it takes to kill somebody the 15 different appeals mcveigh's gonna be there for 50 years did you look at the the costs that it took no i'd be curious to see that way more expensive also i was wondering about that you can't ever make the argument that it's been proven to be a deterrent to crime because if that were true i mean people they're killing them by the dozens in texas and i don't think that's stopped violent crime there televise it I think that's BS. I oh, we're opening it up. I really do. It's we're not open. a deterrent to crime. You think that Timothy, I mean, Timothy McVeigh is bright, was a bright guy. He knew that an option for him in the end was the death penalty. That didn't stop him. It doesn't stop people. Well, clearly it didn't stop him. That's because it's a wimpy way to go. Oh, stick a needle in you and you're gone. You go to sleep. But it that didn't deal. used to be. They used to hang you or shoot you. Skin him. Or put you in the electric chair. It didn't stop people. Well, Frenchy thinks that you have the right idea. I mean, if you if you believe in the death penalty, your conviction is I want revenge or I think this is justice. That's that's a reason enough to, for you to say that you believe in it. But don't say because it's a deterrent or because it's cheaper because it hasn't ever been proven to be either one of those things. Frenchy Bristol says you got the right idea. You appear to be the only member of the morning team with any semblance of civilization. <laughs> um, Dark side agrees. Uh, Pam uh, says she agrees with Beth. Okay, that death penalty would not have been a deterrent for Timothy McVeigh. Genghis John has modified his stance. He says, I agree with Beth that beating people to death in public is violent and animalistic <laughs> and maybe a little too much for some people to take. Rock on, Genghis He was the one John. yesterday who, who said we should beat him to death in public. Uh, Drew, uh, Drew says, the major problem with the death penalty is the frightening idea that there have been innocent people put to death. That is frightening, and that is... Yeah, I feel it should be only used when there's no question. Like the guy says, yes, it was me, I did it. You're Those always going to take a chance. As long as you have the death penalty, there will always be a chance that that might happen. And I mean, most people, I suppose, are willing to live with that. 
consequence. <clears throat> uh, Frank Serpo from New Britain says, I was just listening to Beth say she would have a hard time living in a country where retribution was used. I can understand Beth's view, and I know a lot of people feel this way until they become the victim. Well, not always, though. I mean, we talked about that yesterday, that even people who were victims of this bombing somehow changed their, their views. beliefs. Yeah. Uh, this guy, I don't know if this is Mona or Aaron Rose, says it makes me sick that an SOB like that is getting exactly what he wanted, publicity. Ben from Bristol says, how can we call ourselves a civilized society if our most solid body of organization, our government, murders people? Interesting, phones were lit up with Bristol people who wanted this mm -hmm. guy, like, tortured. Now we're getting some other mm -hmm. Bristol voices. So apparently there's a split <laughs> He's decision. the lone voice. Diesel Dog says he thinks I'm right on the money with this. Meg Kidda says he agrees with me in Dark Side. Uh, do, 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 this, this, um, uh, was your Oh man, I don't know what this guy says. Oh, this guy, uh, knee dragging Carl from Newton. <laughs> he just offers a whole nother punishment and torture. Dark <laughs> side grabs that one. Eric from Waterbury says, I've got a punishment for Tim McVeigh. We should have made him lick Dark Side's foot and wash it down with Nick's urine uh, every day I mean, for life. I mean, I think right, it explicitly says nothing cruel and unusual. <laughs> All right, that's how that's that is both line. cruel and unusual. Um, Boog sent in uh, a, a, an article from The Onion mm -hmm. that's a tutorial paper that mm -hmm. I've told you about that I love so much. Uh, and it's a pretty interesting one. I'm going to read it in its entirety. It's not too long. It's a uh, headline, Everything's Better Now in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Timothy McVeigh's death by lethal injection Monday has made everything perfect in Oklahoma City. His 168 victims, loved ones, describing themselves now as feeling 100% better. <laughs> Quote, I know my baby girl up there in heaven smiling, is smiling down on this execution, happy as can be, said a beaming George Brown, whose seven-year-old daughter Brianna died in the 1995 federal building blast. Her death is avenged and everything's great. Said Oklahoma City school teacher Sherry Olsacher, 37, who was blinded in the bombing. You can't imagine how healing this is. My eyesight's even returned. Moments after McVeigh was pronounced dead, 168 white doves were seen soaring over the city, racing toward a suddenly cloudless horizon that beckoned the dawn of a glorious new day. Point made. Um, not saying I agree, but there's a point. And trying to. Lift it and make it a little more fun. Uh, and a totally different subject. Cat in Bristol went online and checked out the pictures that I took over in Sweden. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, just had a chance to look at the pictures from Sweden. You're looking better than ever, D. One would never guess from the pictures that you only sleep, only sleep you got was on planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, I took a couple of pictures. Uh, really, the purpose was to show you the crowd, and, and I'm waving a D-Euro sticker up there. If you want to go online, Radio104.com. It's on our part of the website under the miscellaneous pictures. Is that mm -hmm. what it's under? And then yesterday, who offered us that first list of top 10 sound bites? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, uh, Mad Kidda. Um, yeah, Mad Kidda. Uh, so, and Mike from Vernon says... That he definitely, you should add the, if you want, oh, the woman, you take the woman. That would be in his top ten list of best dark side sound bites. And Diesel Doug had his own list. And I don't think we're going to go through the whole things. Number ten would be, do you feel shame? You feel shame. Mm. Classic from Slapshot. Number nine, nice beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, are you a rotten liar? <laughs> what is that from again? Uh, that was from Princess Bride. Okay. Uh, you're a rotten liar. 
Number seven, fat guy in a little coat. Chris oh, Farley classic. lives on. Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. Number six, son of a bitch, which was also on Mad Kid's list, I believe. Number five, which got completely ignored. You can do it. Mm. Right there. Yes, uh, I still want to know what movie that's from. Oh. Well, Waterboy, right? It's actually from several movies. It's from Waterboy. Uh, it's from, um, what other movie did do it? Actually, Adam Sandler just did it in the movie Animal. See, Rob Schneider oh. did it in Waterboy, and he did it in one other movie from uh, Adam Sandler picture. And in this picture, oh, it gets even worse. It's uh, Adam Sandler comes there screaming, you can do it, and then actually suggests that they remove the guy's testicles. Did you see Animal? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you saw it. Yeah, it was good. It was enjoyable. Definitely a fun movie. Uh, let me see. Uh, number four, we have... Oh, you got number four for us there? Yeah, that's, that's uh, from the classic, from, I think it's Smoking the Band. As soon as I get home, the first thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. Number three. Another Could it be that once again, you are angry at something <laughs> else and are looking to take it out on me? This is Diesel Doug's list, by the way. Number two, a new classic. Everybody loves it. Hey, you're talking to my guy all wrong. It's wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Right on. <laughs> and a number one from Diesel Doug. I also you want cattle, you take the cattle. When you want food, you take the food. When you want a woman, you just take the woman. <laughs> that was an Academy Award performance. Whoever that was, that guy was great. That guy from that, that movie. That guy, Hefe. The guy who played Hefe <laughs> was great. Not saying El Wapo was bad. I'm just saying Hefe really shined. Yeah. I mean, he goes on, you know, about the whole thing about turning 40. <laughs> anyway, okay. Now, we were threatening to play a game called Who's Gonna Snap First? I think we'll start and get a couple of questions in before we take a break and continue on. And because there's a lot of, a lot of man on this show, I figured we'd get everybody in the... Who are we going to have in the mix here, Nick? Well, Sean, Psycho, myself, Dave, you, and Beth. I think it's well, a Beth's guy gonna, It's a guy thing. I'll uh, administer uh, the test. Yeah. Okay. okay, and Mudbone, we just, he's, he's here. We're accepting. He's got a pretty... Uh, he's mellow. Even keel. He's, put, <laughs> he's, pretty, he's, he's mellow, carries a gun. Enough said. But people should definitely play along at home because it's important to know if, if you're a candidate for snapping. Yeah, and if you're in the workplace, this is going to tell you, you know, within the workplace, especially you work guys who work in the post office, you may want to take this test so you know who's next to go. Okay? All right. Here we go. A little music maestro. Well, there are risk factors, and then you award yourself a point value for those risk factors. So first up is history of depression. Depression commonly recurs and tends to run in families. So if you yourself have been diagnosed with depression, subtract three. If there's a family history, subtract one. And if there's no history, give yourself plus three. Well, I'll take a plus three. Uh, depression does not really run. Well, I got one brother who's got mood swings, but out of five of us and my dad and my grandparents and stuff like that, but it's depre uh, has he been diagnosed with depression? No, no, well, then no. no. Do you give yourself a plus three? I think a plus three. Dark side, Dave? Plus three. Okay. Nick? Plus three. Sean? Plus three. I'm a happy guy. Uh, family? Any diagnosed depression in your family? No. no. Psycho no. Dan? 
No, no depression. <laughs> I you swear. Have to be I, no. You're a rotten liar. Excuse me, can we get a Bible in here? I just want to swear this guy's. No family history of depression. You okay. can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Next up deals with trauma. Divorce, separation, or death of someone close could trigger a breakdown. If you've had a recent trauma, subtract two. No recent trauma, plus two. All right. I mean, the only recent trauma in my fa- in my household has been the passing of my mother-in-law. I wasn't. Was well, pretty traumatic in your house, though. Yeah, I was. My wife tremendously traumatic, and it had it had far-reaching effects on the rest of the family. So I get a, a minus two on there. Mm-hmm. Okay, minus two, Sean. Dark side. Um, no, nothing traumatic. What about that deer skull being stolen? <laughs> that was a bummer. You were freaked out. That sucked, yeah. But I don't know if that would count. No, okay. Give Plus you... two for dark side. Nick? Plus two. Sean? Plus two. The hair catching fire didn't freak you out too much? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, that's another story altogether, but no. I'm okay. okay. And Psycho Dan? Plus two, definitely. All right. Okay. Question three, workplace stress. Dealing with a stressful work environment increases odds of burning out. If you think you have an extremely stressful job, subtract two. Moderately stressful job, subtract one. Fairly stress-free job, add two. Now, I'm tempted to say moderate, but when you add all the jobs, I know I, I, I tend to carry a lot of stress and... All the other things. So it may be a plus, a minus two. Minus two was mm-hmm. the bad one. Yeah. Minus two. Things aren't looking so good for me right now. <laughs> Dark side, Dave. Minus two. Well, minus two. You. Yeah. Yeah. Nick. Nick? Minus a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, all I can give you is minus two. Okay. Yeah. Sean. Minus two. <laughs> <laughs> and Psycho Dan. I'll take the plus on that one. <laughs> don't worry about stuff. Yeah, I don't think he does. I get my work done. Yeah, sure. Just kill small animals. <laughs> Next up, job security. Losing a job could trigger a breakdown. If you've had recent unemployment, minus two. If you fear you may soon get fired, subtract one. Or if you think you have high job security, add two. My contract just picked up, and I'm, I'm looking really good. I probably haven't felt this good in a long time. I don't know when I've been this happy. Mm-hmm. What is that from? So you'll take a plus two. I'll take a plus two. Dark side? Um, well, I don't think I have total uh, job security because this is radio. Um, right. But I don't fear that I'm going to be going down anytime soon. So is there any kind of middle ground there? No, it's either right, a plus. Well, we can give you maybe a plus one. Yeah. Why don't we do that? We'll say For like plus a middle ground. Yeah. Right, plus one. Nikki? Minus one. Mm-hmm. Minus one was the lowest you can go? That was if you think you could be fired any day? No, if you're actually unemployed. You oh, can okay. Minus, yeah. Wait, no, I didn't want to do the. No, I'm not minus, unemployed. No, no, minus one is if you think at some point you may lose yeah, your job. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sean? I can't go much lower than. I mean, plus one. I mean. Plus one, you think? Yeah. Okay. You yeah. feel secure? Sometimes. <laughs> Not anymore, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. No, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're living in a dream world, pal. <laughs> that's so neat. Oh, that's Psycho Dad. I guess around here at the station, I'd go with the middle ground. I don't feel completely secure, but uh, I think I do my job. Although, you know, you guys know I have a part-time job working with customers all day, and I know I'm on the verge of snapping one of these days. 
Okay, so, so we're going to give them there. Minus one, maybe? Yeah, minus, I'll take the minus one. Minus one. Okay. Okay, next question. Job satisfaction. Hating your job is mentally taxing and affects other areas of your life. If you have low job satisfaction, subtract two. Average, give yourself just a zero. Or a high job satisfaction rate, add two. I'll take a plus ten on that. Only two. Plus two plus for Plus two for me. <laughs> oh, come on. No, you I, like I'm it, kid. Yeah, no, I love it here, dude. So the pay, if the pay were better, you'd, you'd have if no the problem. the pay were better, As far as job yeah. satisfaction, you, you're, that you're okay The job with. itself, yeah, I love yeah. it. Plus two stuff. for dark side. Yeah. Nikki? Can we separate this into hours of the day? No, you have to have an overall. <laughs> overall. Yeah, I, can, in the I don't think you yeah, You got to be in the middle. Yes, middle. Mm -hmm. Zero, fam? All right, uh, Sean? Well, my job satisfaction up until the last question was good. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to think I'm of not that. I don't mean you're being fired. Oh. I just meant that you're kind of low man on the totem pole. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's why I said I couldn't go any lower. So you're I'm fired! But you, but you like the job. <laughs> yeah, I love my job. Plus two. Plus two. And Psycho? I love my job. <laughs> Hosting Say and Save Us every week. Doing throwing the traffic? Some, yeah, throwing some traffic Writing comedy? Writing yeah. comedy? Definitely. I love it. I think yeah. I have a picture of his backside in my wallet. If you okay. had to kiss it right here. Hey, how many questions were that? Five? Uh, one, two, three, four. That was six. So okay, five let's, more. Then let's take a break. Come back, and we'll do the rest of who's going to snap first. Hope you're playing along at the office. And, um, yeah, okay. We'll do that. We'll have the scores and everything like that. But right now, now we shouldn't give a middle score, should Actually, we? Actually, that was five, so we have six more. Should we give a middle score at this point? Yeah, we'll see who's in the uh, lead here. I guess if you have the person with the lowest score, the biggest minuses, right? Mm -hmm. Because the plus. So where we stand right now, who's leaning towards snapping? UD. <laughs> <laughs> you have a plus three. Then, um... Psycho actually has the highest. He's the least likely to snap at this point with a plus eight. Uh, this is a by sham! Myself and Darkseid would plus six, and then Nick is next to snap uh, after UD with a plus four. I think these next six questions are going to change it around. I, I haven't so seen him either. Okay, so stick around for more of who's going to snap first on D. Snyder Radio. Blank message. Oh, we'll also have poison tickets when we get back. And the big glam slam metal jam happening Friday at the Meadows Music Theater. We'll have tickets for those as well when we return. Stick around. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Each word has more weight to it. The Snyder Radio. But that's like S&M stuff. This is going to be great. On Radio 104. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. Oh, we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. All right, we're playing. Who's going to snap first? So far, it's looking like I'm the most likely candidate. I think that's going to change when we get to the second half in just a couple of minutes. First of all, you should know, tomorrow on D-Snyder Radio, Rob Dibble's going to be calling in. Also, uh, Friday, enough's enough. Fan, most of you probably don't know, but they're very entertaining. And they're friends of mine. It was tough to say no to them. They're also on the Glam Slam Metal Jam with Poison, Warrant, and Quiet Riot. So, uh, and they're really good guys. They're really, you know, it's one of those bands, Beth, that they have great albums. Uh, I was touting them for years. And you just go, what a shame that the music, people never got to know the music. But mm -hmm. They never had a big hit. No. Mm -hmm. Well, you might actually recognize a song or something like that. But they had some issues 
Yeah, we'll talk about it. But the point is, it's just, it's just sometimes there's these many... We all know we have a little band. That, wow, I heard this band, right, Dark Side? I mean, they're great, but nobody ever really got to... They became yeah, famous. I can think it's not like all that. about the music. There's a lot of other elements at play there. Anyway, Glam Slam Metal Jam is happening this Friday at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. And I'm actually going to be down there. I'm going to get up and uh, do a song with Poison later in the show. Hope you're all going to be headed down there. It's a good time. If you've never experienced the old school, this might be the weekend to do it. And if you're calling number 10 right now at 860-666-4444, we will give you a pair of tickets to the Glam Slam Metal Jam. Enough said. Just want to do some quick reaction before we get back to who's going to snap first. Uh, you're probably a little surprised. Um, there was a bit of an out reaction to Nick talking about being with older women. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Tracy from Stafford said, uh, well, actually, this is more of a reaction to your story in general. Mm -hmm. So this morning you read a story about the oldest living women, woman. When you had originally done the story a while back, you mentioned something about a woman from an island called Dominica in the Caribbean? Yeah, there was a woman down in the Caribbean who was claiming to be Really 126. old, 126. Yeah, but I guess I maybe recently they went verify. to Dominica oh. while on a cruise, and yes, they do have a woman there who's 126 years old. Our tour guide told us that her 91 year old daughter takes care of her. Whew. That poor girl. Good genes, huh? Good genes. Will you die already, mom? <laughs> you don't expect to be in your 90s. You expect someone to be taking care of you in your 90s. Holy crap. Yeah, so I wonder if they just couldn't verify that. So the government actually helps them out financially. She's like uh, a tourist attraction. Sure. Michelle Z says, although it seems that Nick may have an obsession of sorts with old ladies and their woo-woos, I'm glad to hear he draws the line at doing dead people. Thank God for that. <laughs> By the way, Carmela from West Haven won the tickets to the Glam Slam Metal Jam. Take his top calling. Another pair to give away tomorrow? Yeah. Good enough. All right, uh... Subject, another reason for Nick to be in Westfield. You may recall that Nick had, this is Mikey Ramone. Uh, you may recall that Nick had mentioned that he could get a room at the Westfield Motor Inn for $25 a night. Yeah, with if, HBO. If that wasn't enough of a reason to get him to Westfield, I found yet another. I was reading the Westfield Evening News on Tuesday, found that there is a 103-year-old lady here that had the oars, the oars to her rowboat stolen. I bet if Nick showed up with a couple of paddles, he could move right in on that. <laughs> I know she's a bit young for him, but rumor has it that her teeth come out. Ooh. You know what he's talking about. <laughs> and uh, lastly, the shrink says, uh, getting, it on, getting it on with an older woman. This is Nick's perspective, I guess. Hot. Hmm. Getting it on with a, a woman older than dirt over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I think Beth said it best when she described Nick shagging a 114-year-old woman as a few breaths away from necrophilia. <laughs> Just a few breaths. No kidding. All right. Well, it is time once again. Not once again, but to continue. Who? will snap first. So we've already gone through depression, trauma, workplace stress, job security, and job satisfaction. And now here are some other factors that may cause someone to snap. Relationships. Having people to go to for support is protective. If you don't have supportive friends, family, or spouse, subtract two. If you have supportive friends, family, or spouse, add two. Plus two there, Beth Aquit. Mm -hmm. Plus two. Nick Lentino. I'd say... Plus two. I don't like to tell them anything. That's the problem. They're there, but I don't well, like to Well, their support is waning. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if you could call 
cutting you off. <laughs> and not that he's on is wrong. Your father's You've got no current relationship. You've got no home. Your family is disgusted with you. Is support mm. saying your head is so far up, blah, 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 that up I could bum. never get it out? That you won't be able oh. to get it out? I mean, a plus one at best. <laughs> I know they're saying plus two, minus two, but I think best. Is he a plus two situation? If I'm a plus two, <laughs> and Doris is a plus two, is Nick a plus two? Maybe a plus one. Yeah, but at the same time, I wouldn't have my job if, you know, I didn't have my parents. I'm not, well, they're supportive in that fashion. Yeah, I, okay, I'll go with the I plus mean, one. I mean, right now, you're suffering. <laughs> All right, plus one. You got one. no way to turn. Um, Sean. Go plus two. Plus two. Okay, and lastly, <laughs> Psycho Dan. Plus two. Questioning Sean's... Uh, yeah, who does he... He has no one. He doesn't have any family. And his girlfriend's never around. He told me that. He says she's rarely around. He wakes up before she gets up. And you're estranged from your family. Yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> I'm my own support. <laughs> he looks... <laughs> Plus one at best. At best. At best. I mean, you know, that's a tough question to ask somebody who's manic depressed. He lives <laughs> in an empty apartment with, like, newspapers all over the ground. Psycho. He's one up on you. One up on you. That's true. Uh, next up, religious faith. Religion adds in aids in stress management and lends a greater sense of purpose in life. Not very religious, subtract two. Moderately religious, add one. Very religious, add two. Not very. I guess I'm moderately. I mean, do you have to be active going to church and all that kind of stuff to be... No, I don't think so. I think moderately is that... You have your beliefs, and yeah. they help you in some fashion, maybe? Yeah, I'm, I'm moderate. You're a Quaker now. I'm a Quaker. <laughs> what were the choices again? Not very. Subtract two. You need me to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> Satan worshiper. Does <laughs> <laughs> it get any lower than that? No. That's as low as it goes. All right, throw me a bone. Negative two. Okay. Nikki? Negative two. Really? You say not very? No. I mean, I'm a Buddhist and everything. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Minus two. Sean? Moderately. Okay. And Psycho Dan. I'll take moderately. I don't go to church, but I say a prayer every night before I go to bed. Okay. <laughs> don't laugh. Why do you laugh at him? Yeah. Well, that's weird. At least he didn't run around the woods naked in some kind yeah. of ritual with goat's just, blood yeah, yeah. and pentagons yeah. just and pentagrams. Psycho kneeling down by the end of his bed. Like that little statue? Yeah. Now I lay me down to sleep. I don't need You too? Luck. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, attitude. Having a pessimistic view of life increases your risk of snapping. If you're pessimistic about life, subtract two. If you're optimistic about life, add two. Plus two. Dark side. Plus two. Minus Sorry, two. Wait, wait, wait. You think? Why do I know? You can't say plus two with a smirk and then have your coworker give you a look. Yeah. I'm pretty optimistic. I think the cup's half full at this point in my life. If you asked me about five, six years ago, I would have said differently. Okay. But. Yeah, well, okay, good. Nick Lantino. Definitely minus two. <laughs> minus two. Sean. Plus two. Okay. I'm pretty optimistic. All, all right. right. And Psycho Dan. I'll take a plus two, despite what you all think. <laughs> My friends actually tell me I'm pretty positive. I can see that about you. Next up, your physical health. There are a few different categories here. They say staying in good physical health. <laughs> Helps you cope with problems and maintain good mental health. There are five different things, so I'll go through these. If you don't exercise and eat poorly, subtract one. Okay. Nothing for D. Dark side, you're doing better. Nick. Oh, there's a whole five sections. Yeah, there's five different sections. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I'm good. Dark side's been doing good yeah. lately. Nick, I think you need to take a minus one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> jump on a minus one and be, <laughs> and be happy it doesn't go lower. <laughs> Sean. Sean. Yeah. Minus one. Minus one. You're back on the donuts. Yeah. Psycho. I don't I don't eat well and I haven't been exercising for like the past six months, but I'm obviously don't look like I'm blowing up like Yeah, Sean. but you could be one of those skinny fat people. Yep. Fine. Give me the give me the minus one. <laughs> he he says it. he doesn't snap. He's ready to storm <laughs> Fine, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're sleep deprived, you have to minus one. Oh. Sleep deprived. I got my seven. Which is what I need. Yeah. So I'm okay. Dark side? Um, I know that when the boy was first born, you were deprived, but... Yeah, I think I'm okay. I okay get about now? six a night, so I'm cool with that. Nick, you take the minus one. Yep. And feel hot and feel lucky about it. Yep. Sean? I'm definitely sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Minus one. And Psycho Dan? I'm not sleep deprived. I get naps in and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> in the life of Riley. You're a weirdo. I'm somebody's <laughs> bitch. Why takes, am I someone's bitch if takes, I take a nap? Who do takes pray naps? Before the, do you pray before you nap? <laughs> I take a nap on Friday if I'm Dude, going out Friday night. you're a little night. bitch. Thank but you, I, How can you not? Working yeah. this job. I you have to nap. take a nap. Yeah, but you're a woman. I mean, that's okay. What does that mean? Is that, yeah. so, is hey, that guys, supposed to make me feel better? This is psycho better? we're talking about. Everybody shut up before we're all taking dirt naps. <laughs> I, love, right. I love how when Nick when Nick says something condescending, but it should be okay if you're a woman. Like, he thinks that's a compliment. Yeah. He doesn't realize it's no. an no, insult. No, I mean, women can have their beauty sleep and stuff like that. I'll, I'll, backpedal, I'll agree backpedal, with that. Backpedal, that's backpedal, okay. backpedal. No, I'm not backpedaling. Like, a guy, for a guy to take a nap, I think, you know, it's pretty gay. <laughs> like I'm well, coming from you, look for once like, comes. I just picture him curled up with a little blankie on the couch. Psycho, step in there and say, "Stop picturing me." <laughs> yeah, stop picturing <laughs> me. Right. I'm just gonna consider the source and move on. Moving along. It's getting worse and worse for Nick. If you overuse alcohol, subtract oh, one. See, you don't. Alcohol, no, no. Nick, of course I do. Minus yeah. one. Of course. Sean? I hardly drink ever. Okay. Psycho? No, not at all. Okay, if you exercise and eat healthfully, add one. I feel I do, mm-hmm. for the most part, yes. Add one. Plus one. No, Nick, if you exercise and eat healthfully. I, I eat pretty healthy, I do. <laughs> you do not. Your breakfast just, is two grilled you know cheeses. We'll, <laughs> we'll tell him his answers. <laughs> okay. And you never exercise. All right. Sean? You get a zero in well, that, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, you've been so. eating. Uh, I mean, the kid eats two omelets a morning. Psycho Dan, six months of not eating, exercising, and not eating healthy does not. You no longer get a plus one. Yeah. Fine. And then, last one in the physical health category. <laughs> Look at him. Last one in the physical health category. If you think you get enough sleep regularly, add one. I get enough sleep regularly? Yes, I feel I do. Regularly? Um, yeah, I guess I do. Mm-hmm. And How do you say that? Uh, well, it, it's. I don't know. You, uh, Sometimes I, I guess I don't then, I, I suppose. It's like maybe like once a week I feel a little bit. Only once a week? There, yeah. Well, that's not bad. Once yeah. a week. No, okay. Yeah, I had one. Stop with this job. Yeah. yeah. Nick, forget it. Mm-mm. Sean, forget it. I'm psycho. psycho. He takes naps, so he gets plus one. He gets plus one. He takes yeah. One and a half for Psycho. Fucking <laughs> naps in the afternoon. Okay. Shut up! <laughs> Your age. Younger men typically have less stability in their lives than older men. If you're under 30, subtract one, so that's everybody but D. No. Hey! Sean. 
Oh, and oh. Sean's 35. No. 35. He's 31. So if you're 30 to 40, you get zero, which is Sean. And if you're over... Why are you laughing? I'm 30. Is I'm going to come in there and snap finally, on Lentino. Finally benefiting off the age. If you're over 40, add one. Right on. D. Snyder. Last category is temper. <laughs> Angry and aggressive Ooh. people get less support. If you sometimes blow up, subtract one. If you think you have a calm temperament, add one. What do I get? You're mostly. I mean... I think I'm mostly few, calm. I think you're really mostly calm until... Which... Is normal for most people until you finally can't take it anymore, and then you. But you calm down right away. I mean, I like. To, I think you guys are wrong. I mean, if I, I'll take, I'll accept the consensus. But I mean, yeah, when I get pissed, I get really pissed. But it's very rare. So that's always getting mad at me because I'm so like just calm. Mm. And I just, what does it take to get you going? So guys, got you know, cross the line, then I'd kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a zero then. Okay. A zero in the middle. Yeah, we'll give you. Okay, that. I'm I'm mellow. Very mellow. Yeah, you so. are. Yeah, you're practically catatonic. Give him a one. <laughs> Nick? Um, let's get Todd Thomas in here. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't... Yeah, I get really pissed. I must say that, but most of the time I keep it to myself. No, you don't, you baby. You start yelling at everybody unless D or Beth are around, and then Beth, it's you've like been around be all all quiet. Where would you put? Where would you put Nick? I probably would say that he tends to control it if I'm around. So I'd take the word of these guys. Yeah, you guys don't see it. Okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, the reason that I yell at them is, or the dark side is, you love them. Well, I could. We have that type of relationship where we could do that, and we're not going to get pissed off at each other. All right, give us zero. Some, yeah. Okay. Zero. Sean. I'm pretty calm, pretty mellow. Okay. No, yeah, no, but that's true. No, yeah, I mean, I'm so easygoing, it's not funny. Yeah, it takes a lot of it, well, I will say, but when he does get aggravated, he starts slamming his fist down on the <laughs> counter. Yeah, that's stuff. good. That's funny. Dealing with you all day. What is that, a zero <laughs> or a plus one for Sean? I'm going to give him a one. Okay, and Psycho Dan? Uh, not counting driving. I guess I'll take a zero. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding. The stories your friends have told about you during athletic Fine, competitions? whatever. He's snapping right now. All right, that's it. So here's the bottom line, Sean, while you tally those up. If your score is five or more, they say you're probably whistling as you read this. We're envious. Plus five. If your score is one to four, you're more stable than most, but there are aspects of your life that trouble you. Face them while they're still manageable. And if your score is zero or less, you're dissatisfied with life, and it's time you made some changes. You know what's needed. Follow your instincts. <laughs> All right. Read them and weep. Okay, D. Well, the most le I'll start with the least likely to snap, and that is a tie between you and Psycho with wow, plus 11. Wow, you came back strong, D. Yeah. Me and Psycho. See, Psycho, I'm not buying it. I know. <laughs> to see him at the end, he was ready to go. It was the naps. Then next in line, least likely to snap would be myself and Darkseid with nine. And then finally, oh, Nick, you're a, you're a volatile person. You're minus three. <laughs> minus three? Negative three. You come in at, you're dissatisfied with your life. I don't think that's appropriate life. music for him anymore. And it's time you made changes. Yeah. Dude, you're a time bomb. I think I do need to snap. Do you have a bomb ticking? Anything ticking? Oh, I man. I might snap. You guys, everybody else is in the, the good zone. Nick, you're in the danger zone. I am in the danger zone. I feel it. I know I'm there. 
This is so surprising. I thought be I thought Psycho would be a runaway on this. No, well, I get my psych- naps. Psycho's kind of like, you know. Maybe you should start taking naps. Yep. Take naps. Listen to that. Listen, you hear it? That's Nick. <laughs> He's going to go off any minute. Look out. <laughs> 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 Good thing I am alone at night. You should see me throwing stuff around. Good thing yeah. you're little. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really do much damage. Yeah. Even when he does go. <laughs> Nobody's hurt. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, now, probably if you're playing along, you know who in your workplace is uh, the guy you got to watch out for. All right. We're going to take a break. Come back. Uh, we're getting some D-mail. A lot of stuff going on around here. What do we learned today is on its way. What are we giving away with what do we learned today? Is it what I think we're giving away? Um, well, we have an extra pair of D-Day tickets uh, that, we could, that we could give away if you wanted to. Otherwise, well, standard prize pack. No, let's do it. We're not doing it right this second, so give, give people a heads up. Yeah. This is the D-Day tickets. Tickets? They're invitations, Nick. Yes, they are. Engraved invitations to D-Day. So start thinking now. When we get back, we'll do a little D-mail. So stick around. It's D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Can you give me an example of that? Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. Okay, 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 okay. Let me see what we got going on here. I told you. I told you everything that's going on, Mom. Looking forward. Big, I don't know, what's going on here? I'm looking forward to the weekend. Friday, I'm going to be over there hanging out with the Poison Boys. Never hung out with the Poison Boys before. No? To, no. Talking a lot about you. They're really, uh... I know. It's big. Pretty nice guys, too. Yeah, they're really into you. Nick, no. it's too bad you can't go to the show. We're all going to be hanging yeah, out. I know. Yeah. I'm pissed. Tomorrow night, we're going out to dinner with that uh, that girl who won the dinner with the morning show. Yeah. Yep. Leslie Taylor. Taylor. It's finally happening, people. I think she's good looking. Did what you ask her if she's crap? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I would never ask Did someone that. Did you ask her if she's good looking? <laughs> what a moron. She's going to dinner with you us. dick. <laughs> so what? That if wasn't you, a prerequisite. If she doesn't meet your requirements, <laughs> she's on her own? Um, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Well, she's good looking. Maybe, you know, hang out after. <laughs> after dinner drink. Well, what's her name again? Leslie Taylor. Leslie, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me know where you'd like to sit. As far away from Nick as possible, <laughs> that's fine. As, <laughs> as close to Nick, that's fine too. Whatever makes you happy. Okay, so um, I do have some reactions here and I would like to get into them. Interestingly enough, well, you know, we did that letter yesterday. People wrote to me at Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. The urban legend of the extra large D Euro sticker. Mm-hmm. He's been outed. The owner has been outed by Duchess, who tried to be vague, and CJ, who just went right to the point and says, D, that extra large D Euro sticker belongs to none other than the man, Joe Rock. And it does look sweet. Hmm. Mudbone, you knew that? Yeah, I knew that. Where'd he get it? Um, some guy hooked him up 
I don't remember, but I've seen it like a couple of times. Actually, I think he has two now. Well, I get a picture of that for the website. Yeah. You know, then if somebody else told me they were having their window glass etched, I would have liked to have seen that. Somebody else said Jeez. they were getting a D-Euro tattoo. Remember that? What happened with that one, Sean? Did we ever hear from that guy? Never heard back from him. I wrote to him, said that, you know, I'd help him set everything up, and no response. And he crapped out, I guess. Yeah. It, was a, it was a bet, and he had to get the D-Euro tattooed on his back. And we had a, a tattoo shop that was willing to mm-hmm. do it to, for him. Hmm. D-Euro. Moving on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm, a little bit of reaction to... Uh, to good old, speaking of sport in the Euro, by the way, you know, and you go to Radio104.com, click on the D Euro sticker, the whole network will open up for you. I haven't been announcing them lately. We're getting more and more locations. We will. We just have a lot going on, so we don't really have time to announce them. But go there, find a location near you. I want you to get those Euros in your car. Yesterday, driving up from Long Island, I didn't see any. Not one. And I had to see an extra large country sticker. Just right in my face on some pickup truck. What a surprise. Surprised the gun rack didn't block me from seeing it. Anyway, get the Euro in your car. And here the guy said, want to let you know that about two months ago, I had a minor 35-hour surgery, (laughs) which involved the removal of four of my vertebrae from my spine and the replacement with about $52,000 worth of hardware in my back. (sighs) To get to the point, I have to wear this custom-made brace for my upper body for support of my spine. And I put stickers all over it. I want to let you know, I have a D-Euro sticker on it. See, representing. Right on. See, you get a picture of that. He's just trying to get one for us. Rock on, Carlton Hill, Sergeant, USMC, U.S. Marine Corps. And speaking of the Marines... <coughs> subject trained to kill... Today I learned that Sean is a military man. I too have been trained by the U.S. Army and know the rigorous training he had to do. But being a clerk and a trained killer are two totally different (laughs) concepts. I'm sure they taught him some nifty moves with a hole puncher and a paper clip. But I assure you there's nothing to fear when Sean's on the case. Especially Sean. Signed, Ant from Springfield, Mass. Mm, we mock what we don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> he was in, el- in the elite forces, the elite company See, the, clerk the, forces. The thing is, is I go through the same basic training as every other soldier in the military goes through. Yeah, but they don't, they don't get specific on killing people with your bare hands in basic training, yes, they do, do they? Oh, yes, they do. Well, let's continue. Does Michelle know how to kill someone with her bare hands? Dark said she was in the army. Uh, I don't want to find out. Not too sure. <laughs> well, if she did, I think that you would have not, you'd be not with us today. Well, let's see. Brian from Chicopee says, D, I can't believe that the donut boy actually tried to claim that he's a trained killer. <laughs> <laughs> the man child was a clerk. I do understand that the modern army trains its clerks in the dark art of stapler warfare, but please, I'm sure that a group of Girl Scouts could decimate Sean. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That's good. Um, Sean's taking it on the chin today. He even uh, titled it Lethal Meatball on the subject. Yes. <laughs> uh, subject Army Sean. This is from CJ. Former ROTC Army Ranger Yukon Stores Nathan Hale Battalion says, I really wish you guys would not make fun of Sean and his military training. 
Sean was trained in basic as a line of defense just in case special forces, the Rangers, infantry, military police, engineer corps, veterinarians, mechanics, maintenance people, the kid that takes a uniform at the laundry, and cooks are all killed. See, then Sean has to step up and handle the situation. You know what, though? I know I feel safer for it. All right, yes. Could he say can't hang? <laughs> yeah. I, w- I went through the same training, but at least I will say that I went through basic training. Unlike like a dark side who had to hide behind his behind his mommy's he apron. Run his ass around the block a few times. You know. I mean, I'll tell you what, train killer. I'll kick your ass. And I didn't go through training for it, dude. I'm, I was told not you to use Britain my special training. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing, Sean. I mean, I give you all the credit in the world for having gone into the army. When you say things like, <laughs> "I will kill you with my bare hands," it just sounds ridiculous. God, but. Beth, I know how to so fight. Trains kill. All right, all right, all right. My all right. hands are well, we'll, weapons. We'll come back to Sean in a minute. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ignaps has hipped us to um, the Oz Prison Bitch Name Generator. Mm. <laughs> yes, if you thought Soprano Gangster Name Generator was good, wait until you try this. This gives you your prison bitch name. And it says go to, here's the address. See if you can find it. Dark side while I read these other letters here. Uh, This comes in from Steve. Top three new slogans for Connecticut. Number three, Connecticut welcomes you. Clean bathrooms ahead. Mm -hmm. I think we're working off Nick's uh, efforts and Sean's efforts in the the, uh, latrines. Number two, Connecticut welcomes you. Proper pissing only. Hmm. And number one, new slogan for Connecticut. Connecticut welcomes you. If you can't piss with the big boys, stay on the highway. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Good one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and now, <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? I, I heard Connor, got, they say Connor got a tattoo on after your, you know what? Basically, if <laughs> you're not drinking the urine, we hear Connor got a tattoo. It says, Dad's a wuss. Oh, that's not right. Um, okay. <laughs> Mike from the Brook offers. Mike from the Brook offers the top ten things Sean would never say. <laughs> this just in. Number ten. Oh, shut the hell up, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine thing Sean would ever say. Hey, D, look, I lost some weight. <laughs> uh, number eight. Guess what, Beth? I didn't watch porn this weekend. (laughs) Then you're right. I would never say that. Number seven thing that Sean would never say. Oh, no, Todd. I don't want Nick's job. (laughs) (laughs) Such insight. Yeah. Uh, Number six thing Sean would never say. Oh, I'll be skipping lunch today, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Number five thing that Sean would never say. Go find the paper yourself, D. (laughs) (laughs) Number four thing Sean would ever say is, I think I'm giving up the glam look. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, I'm going to pass on that donut, Nick. (laughs) Number two is, hey, dark side, you're looking nice and spiffy today. (laughs) You're right. And the number one thing you'd never hear Sean say is... Twisted Sister sucks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Mike from the Brook. What do you got going on over there? 
Can't find it? No, it keeps telling me that uh, it's under construction and it's been shut down. No, maybe we'll find it for tomorrow, okay? That's that uh, name generator. Okay. Uh, it was actually prison bitch name generator. Okay. Well, that's the end of the email for today. Write to me at Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. Next up, what did we learn today? People, there are D-Day invites on the line. Make it good. 860-666-4444. The big day is almost upon us. June 29th, 6 a.m., Six Flags, New England, in Agawam, Mass. Be there or be square. Call now. What do we learn today is next. This is D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Call D now. It's a thing of on. 666-4444. You know why we D Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Now back with D Snyder Radio. See my beeps. Can't wait. What do you want? Yeah, I just want to say thanks to Sarah D. Sarah, you're welcome. Glad it's helping. And uh, Lori Murphy in Port Jefferson, Tyler's aunt. Hi, Lori. Wrote some really nice letters to us. Shout out to all the grads of St. Rita's. All right. Get a little shout out. Don't do that very often, but uh, I was, it was a special request. And everybody's in a very celebratory mood as school mm-hmm. does wrap up. It's a bit of a thrill. You never get, you never lose that feeling, folks. Forty-six, still get fired up at the end of school. It's such a positive mental, such a great memory. School letting out at the end of the year, weather like this, it's awesome. Okay, what do we learn today is now. We have any. Uh, are there sponsors to this thing? Yeah, what do we learn today is brought to you by Boomer McLeod of Orange. It's located on Boston Post Road down in Orange. What we learn, what we learn, what we learn today. What we learn, what we learn, what we learn today. Jay from Woolkits on the phone. Jay, how you doing? Hey, what's happening? Everybody was up. Wait, oh, so uh, what'd you learn today, Jay? What I learned today is that can't a man that's on the verge of snapping put the T in cunnilingus if he wants to? <laughs> yeah, now that you say it that way, maybe we should be a little extra careful with him. Not the correcting spelling is the kind of thing that does set a guy off. <laughs> so hold on a second, Jay. The T in cunnilingus. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. How about like 6.30 this morning? <laughs> 6.15? So Beth Lockwood. Actually, that was similar to what I learned today in that Nick really should check his spelling and be sure before he puts the C word in the morning recap title. Okay. Uh, okay, yes, you should be careful. Well, I did I'll make a note of that, Beth. I was thinking about that this morning, actually, on my way, and I felt bad yeah. that you would have to look at that. Well, you didn't change it, though. You I couldn't know. have felt that bad. I know. Felt bad, not horrible. Do you think it was odd, or no? I mean that that you wrote that down and the C words. Well, I hipped it to him this morning. I'm like, dude, do you realize that that's just not right? And he's like, what? <laughs> what? He doesn't feel bad in the least. 
What are you talking this about? No, I, I was thinking about it yesterday. What we're talking about is Nick's Nick people. He he writes a title for the recap. But very early in the show, we play a recap, and he entitled it "I Can Smell Your," and he wrote the c word on the paper, thinking he, he was abbreviating, abbreviating cunnilingus, which is not spelled that way. I abbreviated cunnilingus c u n t a. Yeah. SFX. Well, that meant sound effects. Yeah. Those are supposed, are those supposed to be separate words to boot. Yeah, the SFX sounds for sound effects. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Beth. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know what? It's not your fault. I'm pretty sure that's not a spelling bee word or any yeah. kind of spelling quiz word when you're growing right, up. So. Right, yeah. right. Well, I'll tell you right now, my kids know how to spell kind of language. I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk to Kevin from East Hartford. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. So what would you learn today, Kev? I learned that Nick shaves his ass. How's that? Well, I was clicking around on the website, and I got these exam pictures, and he <laughs> definitely shaves his ass. <laughs> shave my ass. Shave it? Maybe it wasn't hairy to begin with. Maybe it's, it's hairless. I didn't really... Oh, come on. Look at this picture right here. The, well, nothing's happening. There's definitely a line right there. Yeah, did you purdy it up for Doc B by any chance, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a guy. <laughs> Right, now you knew you were going to yeah. see him. Yes. <laughs> flowers, some wine, shave yeah. the ass. Yeah. It's a pretty close examination. You're even in those pictures, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I, I, when I'm getting my prostate exam, I want my ass to be as hairy as possible. <laughs> I want to make sure the doctor's getting no pleasure. <laughs> Matter of fact, if I can get a couple dingleberries in there, I'm oh. a happy camper. <laughs> right, Dark Side? <laughs> Do you have to shave your ass, Steve? <laughs> 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 I love that sound. Dark side. What did you learn today? Come on, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing it. He's doing the Chewbacca dance. <laughs> Let's see. I wish you had. We need cameras Man, here. Okay, funny. someone stop him. He's going to fall over. <laughs> He's teetering. Dog oh, shot. I learned it's actually something. Uh, I didn't learn anything from the show in particular, except this is the first time in, in weeks that we've gone without using this. Do it in the book. Wow. <laughs> <What a> shame. <laughs> Yeah, hasn't made anybody's top ten yet either. Yeah. <laughs> give it time. Uh, I'll give it time. Okay, let's go over to Katie from Waterbury. Hello, Katie. Hi, D. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So, what did you learn today? I learned that Sean is never going to lose his glam glam rock tinfoil suit, and he's going to be a secretary one day. <laughs> it- <laughs> Psycho loves you, man. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's good, Katie. Thank oh, you. I love your suits. You must be a bitch getting a size 68 extra fat. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Well, well, well. Nick Lentino. I guess it's only appropriate that I say that I, 
I learned today that I need to uh, calm down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe catch some um, naps in the afternoon. Fag out a little bit. You know, take some naps like Psycho. Well, I mean, real guys don't take naps. There's nothing really you have to say about that. Stumbling around in the dark of uh, of political correctness. Sometimes my dad takes naps. Yeah, but your dad's older. I mean, no offense, but your dad's older. Like, I mean, a guy I never, like, I never ever ever took naps. Of course but you don't. No, but since I take this job, once in a very blue moon, if I haven't slept at all and I've got to like for that, like I'm gonna do, right. say I was work today, yeah, and I had to do a show tonight, yeah. I got to. Well, that's if I was going to go do a though. show, get on stage at midnight, that's yeah, the only time. That's Other than different. that, no. But Psycho, I mean, Psycho comes in here for six o'clock, and he works part time. You know, I don't in a clothing store. You know what I mean? So, I'm gay. I'm a homo. Exactly. I like they guys. say, wait a minute. They and say a, a that naps are very helpful. They find that workers who take naps uh, during the day are better. We just had that story last. Yes, week. we had that story. My dad. Who is a train killer? Uh, has taken naps his whole life. He's so a, I'm not questioning the nap. He was a cop, though. Like, a man's man doesn't take a nap. A cop and a uh, sergeant in Korea who's killed men with his bayonet. Exactly. In hand-to-hand combat. He takes naps. Uh, I'm just saying, I think... Mexicans take naps. You know, you could use oh. some naps, Nick. You fall asleep at the desk sometimes. Yeah, that's my yeah. nap. Yeah, how, how, how macho is nodding out? At the at your computer, I would say that's more manly than curling up with a blankie. <laughs> you know. Okay. So anyway, well, I learned that I just gotta calm down, D. I mean, I think this is. I need sex like really badly. I gotta have sex. That will make me feel better. And one thing for you that I've observed, and this is gonna open some stuff up, but I've made my own little psychological profile on you. And on me? Yeah. I mean, I know that you are pretty, for the most part, you're very calm. You're very laid back. But, you know, there are days where everything boils up and you get to a point where you get angry and you're going to yell. You're going to get pissed and then it goes away. But this vicious cycle I don't think is healthy for you. You're mad at your dad, not at me. I forgive you. And what I know vicious you, cycle? You've re- well, the cycle of, you know, he's fine, he's laid back, he's calm, he's collected, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's pissed. And then it goes away, and he's fine for a while, he's calm, and then, boom, he's pissed again. <laughs> you know what I think you really need to do? I mean, I know you, you've You've said on the air that you've seen like therapists or someone recently from time to time. You know what you need to do? Yes. Be institutionalized? No. <laughs> this is something that you have not done for a long time. I know you haven't. You need to beat the crap out of somebody. You need to get in Are a Are you fight. volunteering? No. <laughs> you need to beat the piss out of somebody. Somebody who pisses you off next time, you just need to beat them up. This is trauma beaten? Yeah. <laughs> Old school. When's the last time you got in a fight? I'm old school. Full blown or yeah, just... full blown fight of fists. Know. I don't know. Fists of fury. Ten years. Yeah, he's sure probably gigs. You know. Yeah. I mean, usually they don't blow up. You know, usually like when you dive off a stage, you go after somebody. They usually chill. Yeah, but pretty I mean, quick. Yeah, but then you know, I mean, to get in a fight, yeah. You use a lot of energy If there. D gets in a fight, he's going to get sued. You think that's going to cause him less stress? Hey, we'll, uh, we'll deal with that issue later. Oh, you, you will you need collectively? To get in a fight. No, you need to get in a fight with somebody who's Why not... Why are you listening to an idiot? I know. I'm telling you, get in a fight, D. 
Get in a fight. Fight somebody. At the Poison Show, you're going to be on stage. <laughs> if someone heckles you, you dive right off that metal stage there. You jump in the crowd and you beat the piss out of them. You metal! It's crap! Exactly. Old school, you pound their head into the ground at the Poison Show. I have no idea. You'll feel better. Okay, I'll keep that in mind, Nick. You need a fight. <laughs> I'll Tell keep me. that in mind. Get in a fight. Okay. Whatever turns you on, dude. <laughs> well, I learned that, um, uh, I, you know, I, uh, on the road with Mudbone, uh, I think I've got to turn my eye back to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I once and for all, I've learned that these guys have no clue. <laughs> they do not know what it is 100% on. <laughs> they do not know. Matter of fact, one of our stronger, the last one that I looked at, and and helped uh, just tweak a little bit. Uh, Nick said, "I don't know. The thing just lays there, and it was one of our best. It was a, it was one of the better ones we've had. So, so that's why I got to give it to Nick. When Nick says it lays there, I know it's a hit." The other day he said, "We don't need to change a word." That's when I know I have to step in. That's Maybe why I got translation. You got an odd sense well. of humor. There's enough keeping these people on the lines here. Tell me what we got, Sean. All right. Jay from Walcott learned that can a man on the verge of... Radar. <laughs> yeah. Jay from Walcott learned that can a man on the verge of snapping put a T in Conalingus. Uh, Kevin from East Hartford learned that Nick shaves his ass. And Katie from Waterbury learned that I'm never going to give up my glam outfits in a oh, one day. Did I forget Justin? Yes. From Ansonia. Oh, I'm sorry, Justin. Dude, hope you're still there. Yes, you are. I almost almost lost you. What did you learn today, Justin? Uh, for all the pointless kiss memorabilia, they finally got a winner. The kids coughing for all their careers because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to run this thing into the ground, mm-hmm. but you know what? I don't think they care. I don't think no. they care. You know, and, uh, and uh, it's their right. It's their right. As they approach 60, they're going to go out. They're going to be living on some Caribbean island and just having the time of their mm-hmm. lives. And we can laugh all we want. They're very wealthy. They are. Older Jewish men. <laughs> Stanley Isaacson and Chaim Klein. So, uh, so go read the last one again. Well, Justin from Ansonia learned that for all the pointless kiss memorabilia out there, they finally came up with something worthwhile, and that's the kiss coffins for their careers. Right on. Hmm. All right. Well, we're talking about D-Day 2 invitations. Uh And I'm thinking that beyond content, dedication. Then again, other people want to be dedicated, but they can't be as dedicated. Who are you leaning towards? I'm leaning toward Jay. I thought that was That's funny. That's what I think. It was funny, and it was early on, mm-hmm. and he's he's uh, obviously seriously dedicated to Dee Snyder Radio. Are you not Jay from Wolkett? Bada boom. Yes, mm-hmm. boom, done. You're going to the show, buddy. You got the All invitations right. to D-Day. Want to see you there bright and early. All right? And uh, hold on a second. We'll get your information. I got you on there, right? And sorry, Katie, Justin, Kevin, better luck next time. Right now we got to go. Will Cow is ready to step up to the mic. Don't call it a comeback. That was a good song. Remember that mm-hmm. one? LL Cool J. Yeah. Hmm. Mama said, knock you out. I love that song. All right, tomorrow on D-Snyder Radio. The D-Snyder Radio family feud, people. Be sure to go to our re- website, radio104.com. Check out the Peeps poll. Answer this week's survey questions. Ask D-Snyder Radio. You ask, and we shall answer. People send their questions to Captain Howdy at radio104.com. We fear no question. Rob Dibble, 
from ESPN's Dan Patrick Show. We'll be calling in with the Week in Sports. A lot going on. And we'll have more song parodies for you. And don't forget, if you want to get those song parodies by in, by the way, June 22nd, next Friday, is the deadline. All the information you need to win a 2001 SeaDoo GTS personal watercraft. Everything you need to know is right online at Radio104.com. And as far as uh, D-Day invites go, I've told you all about it. You can win them by calling in at the proper times. Or you can call our Snide Remarks voicemail line and tell us how D-Snider Radio has affected your life. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. The uh, what was the Puerto Rican princess did a great job mm-hmm. today. Yeah. The number is 860-723-6071. Hang around all day. You know, I realize everybody's got like a time thing going on. Look at this. Will Cow has got Old School 104 at noon. Chaz mm-hmm. has got the 420 brownie mix. Carlito has got the eight most wanted at eight. Everybody's got the, we don't have like a time thing. Mm-hmm. Nipples at nine? We'll, think about we'll run that up the flagpole yeah. and see if anyone salutes it during the meeting. Okay, have a great day, everybody. See you bright and early tomorrow with more D-Signer Radio. At this time.